Happy Friday, folks, and welcome back to the Aftertime, the final episode of the season. It's going to be, Ronan. Oh, for fuck's sake, so it is. That's the... Oh, fuck. Jeez, Ren nearly had Jesus a heart attack Christ there. nearly died there. He's too excited to finish the, the yeah, season. The, um, yeah, so welcome back to the Aftertime, the weekly NBA gambling show brought to you by two professional gambling brothers. Formerly NBA gambling show. Yes. Now, we're going to have to find new slants. I think we've got plenty. We've got a lot of new slants. We we usually have stuff to cover, you know, carry us through the off season. But we should have the World Cup, as I said last week. Mm-hmm. We'll have that to look forward to in the winter. Yeah, true. But yes, so uh, the season's over, and as the intro just let us know, uh, the Warriors did come out to play. In fact, and the Golden State Warriors have won the 2022 NBA championship four two in the Garden against the Celtics, and thoroughly deserved. Thoroughly deserved, and. I think. We had a brief chat before we started this, and it's so funny to be really happy for the team that, like, your favorite team in the NBA. Yeah, yeah and has yeah. been for the last has been for as long as I can remember yeah. since 2015 or so. Yeah, like since we all got in the bandwagon uh, back, you know, when when Steph took off, and weird to go into the finals with them not without having like a massive position on them to be like your biggest win, which is something we're not used to because before everything kind of went haywire a few seasons ago with all the injuries. Um, we, you know, every year we I, were. I was thinking about this. I remember one of my first bets on the NBA, uh, outright in outright terms, was the Warriors to win in 2015, and that was as um, they weren't favourites. I remember they were doing really well in the regular season, and because 2016 was when they set the regular season record, but 2015 was the first title, obviously, and got a wee bit lucky with injuries and stuff um, along the way. But that was the first year I backed them outright, and then was on again in 2016 when they should have won was on again in 2017 when they did win on again in 2018 when they did win on again in 2019 when they should have won and the Raptors the only won because of injuries yeah. but I ended up making more money in the Raptors just because I'm a, bet, a betting god <laughs> and uh, and then funny I'm I was so humble too very humble but I was I was thinking about humble. this <laughs> I was thinking about this like I said so 2015 back to Warriors what made money 2016 back to Warriors outright and lost because obviously they lost to the Cavs 2017 made a load on the Warriors 2018 made a load on the Warriors 2019 made a load on the Raptors 2020 was my biggest NBA outright loss a fucking disaster the bubble unmitigated season, disaster yeah, was, was huge I basically backed every team but the Lakers when when you have uh, when you're betting bet for exchange and it just shows you all the outcomes and it's like green for which ones are going to win and red for which ones are going to lose it was the saddest thing seeing for the last like two months everything green except for one team yeah <laughs> and, and that Lakers. one team was just like LeBron James Went on and the, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the that Mickey was a, Mouse bubble fucking ring and anyway and dark days for yeah so then all. 2021 was uh, had money on the Bucks too not too much but backed them and they won and then mm-hmm. this year had money on the Warriors but like we've said on previous episodes it was bigger on the Celtics I would have preferred the Celtics to win but like you say if I could pick any team to lose to in the finals it would be my fucking favourite player ever my favourite team yeah never been happier to well to be fair I will clarify this with a small after time which is I did um, hedge out after the last game after the last podcast as well after we released the podcast before game 5 right Mm. and my cash out once the Celtics lost like my hedge essentially just the cash out and bet for exchange didn't really change all that much like not a massive amount just because of the odds have been on the Celtics set. so I mean in hindsight it would have been better to cash after they went 2-1 uh, up yeah 2-1 up but I, I just thought you know I was happy enough to to take that and go so I ended up going into the like game 6 what was the final game with kind of the same outcome either way and watching it then weird watching it watching the full game I was like cheering on the Warriors because I love them, like you know when you're going in neutral now and no no you know no skin in it really either way, cheering on the Warriors but also just getting like 
shows how much of a fan of the Celtic that I've become as well because I was so fucking frustrated at just the the shit that they did. But we'll get we'll get into that obviously. But as a jumping off point uh, with the final game, um, where, where do you think's good? Where do you think's good to start? Do you know what 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 sort of stuck out to you most? Well, I was going to say something along the lines of you that you were saying about how you observed the last game as more of a neutral perspective. Mm-hmm. Funny, whenever I was watching it live last night and it must have been with about six minutes left in the fourth quarter maybe seven minutes left eight minutes left in the fourth quarter you kind of knew the Warriors were going to win they were yeah. up they were up like between 10 and 14 points you knew they were going to win so I decided I I made my peace with it the fact that I'm going to make less money from this and just said you know what I'm going to not pretend but yeah I'm going to pretend that I'm cheering on the Warriors here but obviously like for financial <laughs> reasons like a 4 a.m. Yeah, the, the f- uh, 5 a.m. Yeah. just mind tricks. your mind yeah whatever's but going through do you know head. what I mean like I'd been cheering on the Celtics all series and I wouldn't have been too unhappy with the Warriors winning, like I said. But I just decided, right, we're cheering on the Warriors here. So it's funny the way your perspective shifts in the NBA whenever you're betting on one team. So whenever you're betting on like the Celtics, whenever you've got the ball, all you're doing is watching them. I'm watching yeah. that. You're not looking at what the Warriors are doing. You're looking at what the Celtics are doing. You're looking at the ball. But then whenever you're decided to cheer on the Cel- the Warriors and the Celtics have the ball, you're looking. Your eyes shift and you're looking at the defense. The defense and you're looking yeah. at how do we stop this? It's such it- a weird thing because like like when you're watching basketball it's so hard you can't take in everything you can't take in offense and defense at the same time do you know you, your eyes yeah. just pick out like most of the time you're just following the ball but then if you're trying to be a bit more like critical you start to watch like you look in the corners and see like the pin downs and yeah. the back screens and stuff but yeah you can't track offense and defense yeah, you so. kind of have to keep your eye on the ball and mm-hmm. it was just an interesting thing to, to think about at the time and from changing that perspective i was able to watch a bit more of the celtics uh and a bit more of their warts and their flaws kind of came through they were, were on full display. Yeah, they were. Night. They were. It was. It was one of those things where the whole series. I've been saying, right, the Celtics are the better team, and if they don't beat themselves, they'll win this. You know, they're a better team than the Warriors. All they need to do is take care of the ball, don't turn it over, don't give the Warriors easy baskets, and they'll be fine. But I was saying last night, and we were texting our our mates about this. The Celtics turnovers are a feature, not a bug. Yeah, that was. A, I, I read that, and I was like, "That's a great it way is to put it." Just the mo- I, I came up with that, and I was like, "God, I'm fucking so smart." But I was I know also, no one's ever said that. No, before. <laughs> but, but it actually, it actually is. Um, do you know where I got that? Uh, the phrase was in my head because I started watching this TV show. Um, we own this city. Yeah, you know, the new the uh, the Baltimore the Baltimore one wire. for like post wire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard someone say it in the first episode, and it's actually really good so far. But then I just I was thinking about that, and it goes that is exactly what it is. Like their turnovers are part of their identity because they don't have any good ball handlers. No. Like, their ball handling is so average. If your ball handling is that average and you've got a defense that is pushed, that is playing the men so tight and cutting off passing lanes and trying to get in for steals and stuff, like, it's going to be exposed and it's going to lead to turnovers. It's just who they are. Yeah. I completely agree and actually... um took some actually probably the most detailed notes I've took because things were just jumping out to me so just on my phone you know taking notes as watching the game but a load of them sort of reference that so like just looking at see a comparison right so the two main ball handlers you'd say obviously Warriors is Curry and uh, Celtics is, is Tatum right and it's so interesting very different sizes different players Curry's obviously going to have tighter handles because he's a better ball handler he's smaller you know he's point guard whatever but like when when Curry right there's a if you ever to go back and watch it but there's like three three minutes and fifteen left in the um in the second fucking you know uh, and Curry has the ball and it reminds me of like Luca do you know where he is playing his own pace and no one else can play the pace not that he's faster than everyone. 
but he's almost slower than everyone and he just knows where everything's going to go it's like he, he's looking a step ahead he moves one way to move the other everyone moves the other way he just goes into the space takes it like he just sort of meanders through like three or four people and gets his layup and then you watch Tatum and he just never can do that against that defense and like you know and then that's not like that's talking about Tatum whose handles aren't are better than Brown Brown like fuck so me. frustrating so frustrating I honestly think I was sitting there and I was just watching him just turn the ball over down in, in crunch time like at a really key uh, part in the game so again it was this was like there was five five minutes and 20 left and the Warriors were down or sorry the Celtics were down 11 and Brown drived it's typical just drove into traffic tried to split uh, Clay and Draymond yeah. you probably remember it yeah. just started falling over it was like that Boris Johnson tackle in the charity <laughs> game just <laughs> falls over into them turns the ball over but or sorry doesn't turn the ball over because it actually hits one of the Warriors, Warriors so they get the ball back and then he hits yeah. a corner three yeah. so he brings it to 8 5.20 left 8 point game at home momentum like they can definitely win the game from that you know that position then uh, they go down uh, Wiggins hits a corner three yeah, so it's like fuck you're, they're, they're back up again Brown runs down the court turns it over again just drives into no one passes it to no one Draymond on fast break and then they're down 13 like so I was thinking and that's about, game yeah and that's game and I was just looking and I was like Brown Brown needs to be their clay. He doesn't. He, he needs to stop. He needs to take his like uh, what do you call it usage needs to go down. Like he he's a cracking three point shooter. Like and do you know, and maybe I don't even off the top of my head I don't know his percentages. But like they're they're you know he's a good three point shooter. He is a great shooter. He needs to drive less. He needs to drive and transition when he has gaps. See against like set offenses. He he needs to stop driving. Like he's getting stripped all the time. He's dribbling in his knees. He just needs to work on. You know, I think he would perf- he would fit the Celtics so much better as like a off the ball movement, like spot up three point shooter. Well, I I actually don't, I don't hate him as driving as much as I hate who he's doing it against. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying because obviously he had so many dribbles off his feet. Like, and he's, like, he's not. He needs to improve his ball handling. His ball handling is but, shit. Like, but any time the the Celtics did what they did against the Heat, where you know they, they were hunting against Max Struess and they were hunting against Duncan Robinson, when they hunted on the Jordan Poole and less so much Steph Curry, but yeah, Steph Curry was had a good game defensively. Steph last had a night. great defensive game. He's he did. He did, but not as good as Wiggins and Dre. No. He, was, they, he was blown by a few times. He was so when the Celtics actually stuck to attacking who they need to attack they had a lot of joy but then when they were attacking Wiggins it was just Wiggins just took Jason Tatum's lunch Draymond Green to be fair to him we, I mentioned in game after game 3 I think it was when they were 2-1 up Draymond Green can't guard Jalen Brown he completely changed well, yeah his, we were talking he like drew, yeah. blew by him a couple of times yeah, but, but yeah. he picked it up uh, obviously got a fucking some of that Jordan special juice yeah but to be fair to Draymond Green he's really improved defensively one on one since we uh, made those comments Yeah, but the Jalen Brown thing yeah, his his driving game works against smaller defenders and worse defenders. But you know, when when you go up against the very very like incredible elite, elite defenders, elite like defenders Wiggins and, and Draymond playing, Green, playing at the top of their game. He, he doesn't he doesn't have it. You're no. you're you're spot on. But another another part of that run, the, the Jalen Brown turnovers you were talking about there was part of my like or my uh, perspective shift when I was deciding to watch mm-hmm. what the fucking Warriors were doing. And there was one time, Marcus Smart. Anytime he took Steph Curry into the post in this series, he was backing him down easy and was able to get under the basket. Yeah. During this run, I think the the Celtics were down eight, and it must have been about similar time you were saying five or six minutes left, and he got under the basket, didn't even look at it when he when he if he had a look at it he had a fucking layup, passed it out to Jalen Brown and the the ball got intercepted or something and the Warriors went so down the court and scored Wiggins got a dunk yeah and it's like 
what are you doing? It's 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 so frustrating because it's like they like uh, yeah, and that that plays on something else. I I noticed was it was actually at the start of the game. So the first the first quarter, the Celtics were in the paint so much they were dumping it into Horford, dumping it into Smart post ups, whatever. There was like four post ups and like six possessions for them. They were up ten. They're up ten or twelve. Horford, I think the first their first uh, points were Horford free throws because he went in, just got a foul on a shot straight away in the paint, and then. It just and they went up ten and it was something like pretty good at the start of the first and then by the end of the first they were down. I don't I don't think like the the amount they went into the paint after that until the fucking fourth where they dumped it into Smart and Horford again a couple of times it just disappeared and it's like it's like they forget like it, it turned into this maddening fucking just swing it around the outside and then until someone gets sort of half a bit of space and yeah. they shoot a three jack up a three and it's like. The threes come from collapsing the defense. Get into the paint, draw them in, then kick it out. You're more likely to have an either an open shot or a defender closing you out at high speed who you can fake and then take. But if you're just swinging it around the perimeter and then you fake, like the defender's set already and he's running, he doesn't need to bite so hard. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, they, they did the second part, but the first part has to happen. You, like, you have to sell something before you can get the next thing. Yeah. You can't just sit The defense and, has to move. But obviously that comes from the Warriors' defense being incredible, but they stopped testing them like inside, and then that's not even to start t- speaking about the fact that how fucking good Time Lord was inside as well. Like, this is Horford and Marcus Smart, how, the joy they were getting when they got into the paint. But like even Tatum and Brown, like their drives, maybe this is maybe it's more a Warriors' defense thing, but like it's like their drives, they, they, just, they try to drive into the paint, and then they just sort of go sideways, and then drift out to these like sort of... 15 footers from like you know the low which is where the defense wants them yeah you know, I don't know it was it was frustrating as fuck but like again that could potentially be the defense more than, than their offense because like they can do it but it's just yeah it feels like it felt like to me the biggest frustration was just their refusal to just keep hunt the mismatches yeah. get it into someone posting up Poole and Curry in the post as much as possible and like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with doing that over and over again until they react because you're going to get joy from it like yeah it, it that really frustrated me the the fact that it was so clear how much joy they were getting from hunting Poole and Curry and then of course when you hunt Poole it means Steve Kerr will have to take him off and yeah. Poole he had a couple three pointers last night you know that are big momentum shifters and it's like He's a type of, you can't play Steph Curry off the court he's always going to stay on No, yeah. but you can play Jordan Poole off the court which means they have to leave Clay Thompson on who was cold mm. or they have to bring on I don't know like Otto, Otto, Otto Porter, Otto Porter or, or, you know yeah Otto, it was Otto. really I was really frustrated at the Celtics for doing that but, yeah. like, but what you were saying on Robert Williams a note on him he was the Celtics best player in the oh, finals yeah, 100% he was outstanding I seen a, a stat this morning Robert Williams was plus 30 in a series they lost 4-2 and the rest of the world or the rest of the Celtics and that's him at like what percent do you know like, oh yeah he's playing on a complete bum knee yeah. he was a plus 30 in in the series and the rest of the Celtics were a minus 54 that is a big big Insane. swing he and it's not just not like night written is what it is but like I test too like he fucked me defensively there was a couple of times I noticed late when he was out it was like say the first uh, paint defender got like sort of blown by but like say it was Horford and he sort of they got past him and then it would be like the rotating defender would be a smart or a, or a white and then the, whoever was in the paint like Looney would just get like joy like you know that or Wiggins could just get up and over them yeah. but like when that's Robert Williams he's blocking that every fucking time or putting yeah. them off and making them impa- uh, pass it out yeah well he had, it, he had five blocks yeah I mean three he's, steals. he's terrifying like, and it, it, it hammers home the point that Marcus Smart is the biggest fraud defensive player of the year. All I could think in about. our betting in our betting. Career. Honestly, maybe the worst award, the worst award, like vote I've I can remember. It could it could easily be he he is at least the third best defender on his team. 
like Robert Williams the only reason he got it was their defense was so good probably in a massive way because of Robert Williams because their team defense is great as well and then uh, time more got injured so Smart yeah. just gets handed it yeah it just time and narrative terrible uh, the fucking defensive player of the year was getting smoked and yeah. it just like put these like terrible flops and oh, it was a fucking shocking performance from him yeah like, he, he wasn't great uh, yesterday but it really that really annoyed me seeing how good Robert Williams was on the big stage mm-hmm. and then knowing that Smart is your defensive player of the year when he's it's just it's just yeah. a really fucking and also to piggyback off that it, and to tie it into the last point as well like Time Lord like we were saying I was saying well it's my opinion it, like that they, they needed to get it into the paint more like it doesn't even need to be fucking Horford or uh, Smart on mismatches like get it into the paint to get Time Lord on the ball like a wee bit more like the way Jokic is involved like I'm like I've bit of a hot take Time Lord might be their best passer fuck me he had some passes like last night that I would like they showed the replay of this one handed fucking dump into Tatum uh, who was like like a backdoor cut and like that was a more accurate pass than I've seen any of the Celtics play and it's not the first time he's done it no, he's right. a brilliant passer brilliant fucking lob threat so it's like why don't they like think about that defense, that Warriors defence like they got Looney he's their biggest player right like why not try and run something more maybe they just haven't he was injured a lot maybe they hadn't like you know, it's not something they would have practiced and stuff. But like, having having the defense collapse on him and ha- trusting his ability to pass the ball out of that to get you open looks. Like, I ho- I hope it's something they get more next year because I know I can I can, that I, can to- I can totally see it. I mean, he's made it was it wasn't game six. It might have been game five. He made some unbelievable like touch passes. And yeah, stuff, you know, yeah. like a he's high a low action. He would passer. he would cut to the the free throw line. Someone would go back door and he would like a tip pass to the back door for a back door cut. And it was like, that's not. Time Lord, is it? Yeah. I didn't think he was. A, I didn't think he had I it. In I didn't him, think he had honestly. it. Honestly, also really good free throw shooter. But yeah, I think he's been shooting like 85, 86 percent. He needs the this. ball in his hands more. Yeah, he. I've been really impressed by him, and we'll touch on Jason Tatum. Disappointing finals for him. Um, it, now you do need a reminder that they've played two seven game series. He has played what forty four minutes a game. He's playing with a shoulder issue, and he's he, only twenty four. Yeah. So I ever I think you need the like I'm not one to be like. Like you just look at it fucking critically. Like you know, he is young. He's he's got had a lot of playoff experience for someone so young, which is which is great. But he's played so much basketball plus the Olympics. The Olympics. Um, like played so many minutes this year, probably every game, if not or nearly every game. Yeah. Do you know, and like every game in the playoffs, like shouldering the burden on both ends and injured. Like fair. I'm not to say give him a pass, but it's like I don't. There is definitely a lot of room for improvement. Specific things that I've seen about Tatum that I would like like him to kind of work on is um, I know he's improved a lot in terms of over the last few years. He's stopped with the long long twos, which is great. But on his drives, he really, really favours that go-left Euro step. And it was that uh, play where Draymond ran him, him like a him. fucking book. And yeah. it's like, and you just watch him drive in. It's like, oh, he's going left. So he takes the big over-exaggerated step right and goes left. He gets a lot of joy like with it. In the regular season or against worst defenders, but when it comes to the finals, you need the you need the play, and then you need the you play need when they react to the first moves. play, and then yeah, moves and counter moves. So yeah. like Curry has a million, Luca has a million already. Yeah. Um. But once Tatum adds those to his bag, a lot he's gonna be a lot better. Yeah. And also once he gets the line more. Yeah. He need, he needs to cut the Kobe shit. Yeah. Like oh, it's just just get rid of the don't wear the fucking yellow armband, don't yeah. wear the yellow shoes. We know you want to play for the Lakers, but you're playing for the Celtics. Like yeah. fuck. Just cut the Kobe shit and just focus on yourself. I, I, like 
it just adds another stupid wee layer of of people can rip the piss out of you. Yeah, like I just just leave it alone. The thing I do like the most, I honestly think the thing I like the most about him though is his mentality. He is so down the middle. Like he doesn't get hot. Like he doesn't get. I mean, like emotionally, doesn't look like he gets too uh, hyped up about stuff. Doesn't look like he gets too down. And you know, he just keeps going, which yeah. I like. About that's like a thing I do like to see. You have players. to take a long a long term look at this. Do you know. There's not He's many players. There's yeah. not many players in the league who can lead their team to an NBA title at 24. 24 it, do- no. it doesn't happen. No. Like we were chatting about it earlier um, when we were com- comparing Steph Curry and where he falls in this era and stuff like that. Steph got his first NBA Finals when he was 26. Mm-hmm. Giannis got his first NBA Finals when he was 26. You know, I think LeBron got his first NBA Finals when he was in his mid. All right won his first title sorry um, when he was in his mid to late 20s Michael Jordan won his first title in his mid to late 20s you know it's, it's very it rare it would be weird like Tatum winning that would be like it would be kind of uncalled for it doesn't yeah. normally happen no I can't remember the last star or last best player in a team that led his team to the title under the age of 25 yeah I honestly off the top of my head I can't I can't think and of like, any and that's, that's the thing that you notice though it's that that young sort of like it's the the, the loose handles the kind of silly passes the do you know that he doesn't look like that look that Steph has that I mentioned where he's just in complete control of yeah. his dribble and timing and rhythm and, and all where Tatum it's like forced a bit sometimes yeah I, like I don't on that point I don't think there was a big talent gap between these teams I think there was a def, there was definitely a big experience gap and just you know the Warriors didn't panic in certain moments yeah. and the Warriors were 2-1 down and the Celtics went 1.4 they've been there they've been there to win, to, so yeah, that's what, yeah. And but the Celtics were 1.4 to win the title 2-1 yeah. down with home court and it took Steph Curry playing out of his mind in game four for the Warriors to get home court back. You know, there's a world in which the Celtics actually won this. Oh, 100%. I like, I mean, like, things aren't aren't predetermined, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, um, you play that series a hundred times. The Warriors don't win it a hundred times. I think that no, 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 fucking hundred times. They, I, I definitely think the Warriors win it more than 50. Yeah. But I just, I don't, I don't, talent-wise, I saw someone debating, you know, I think we both agree Steph Curry's the best player on, in the series. Oh, 100%. And I easy. think this, before the series, this is, Jason Tatum's the second best player and I still think after the series I still think Tatum's the second best player yeah if you were doing a draft yeah but then the next three before the series I would have said Jalen Brown Marcus Smart Robert Williams what would you say now I would say you have to put Andrew Wiggins two uh, sorry three three, sorry, three. three. yeah 100% Curry, Curry has cemented his place as the best player oh I mean in, yeah in the series no problem I think easily yeah I think it would be an overreaction to say Tatum isn't the second best player yeah but I think after that I would have to say Andrew Wiggins is the third best player he was outstanding he was fucking brilliant and also he should credit the Celtics for for not making him look good but playing into his strengths like well oh yeah let's let's try and drive one-on-one and obviously it's your best player Tatum you, you like to think he can do it but like stop like Wiggins has shown that he can fucking lock you up and he did and he's fucking he's he's a he's a quality defender like he's yeah, so like good. completely underrated you do forget he was the number one pick so he, w- he was always one of those players that was going to have a disappointing career yeah but now like if you're the number one pick who fair enough is the second best player on an nba winning team i'd say that's pretty justified number one selection oh, you know, oh easily i like, mean and, and he's still young too oh yeah he's only i think he's only 26 yeah like you know people have there's different ways to get to where you need to get to do you know yeah. what I mean it's not all, you're not always going to be the number one pick that is constantly the best player in your team until you win your championship do you know it doesn't happen that way and it wasn't just defensively either offensively I was really impressed with Wiggins he, he was hitting corner threes he's really good in transition which obviously the Celtics like to give the Warriors the ball 18, oh, yeah. 18 times a Their game they had over 20 last night it but was shocking now to be fair actually it was 13 in the first first half uh, yeah 
you know and then they, they got lazy down the stretch and they're saying like yeah the, the commentators are like uh, you know their, their magic number has been 16 right so anytime yeah. they've turned it over more than 16 times they've lost the game yeah. and they're 13 turnovers in 13 turnovers in the first half, the first half just, like, you, can't, okay. you can't win playing that basketball Stop. but like we said earlier that's just that's who they are but Wiggins mm. he, he was really good and I noticed this in game 5 too kind of late late in the game at getting into the paint and hitting these wee runners and turnarounds because he's just so athletic that it's it's hard to keep him out of the paint when it do you know when the ball moves a bit and there's a, there's people attacking him on a closeout yeah he's got that first step to go by someone and he, he looked he looked really confident the whole series yeah, like like calm like he'd been there before he yeah. did, did I don't think the finals like thing didn't show on him do you know like like it maybe did for some of the Celtics like not yeah. over not overly like it wasn't the the biggest player I could that I can think of that you you could tell they were fucking freaked out was Derek White. But like you know, he just looked so unconfident. Well, let's let's touch on the bench. Yeah. So I'd, yeah, I did, I'd have to, a couple of thoughts on the bench. So one of them ties into us talking about Poole. So you know, the whole thing was right. Celtics need to hunt Poole. He's the he's the most minutes on the Warriors team that is the worst defender. So you need to hunt them. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, when it was the Celtics when they when Poole was on for a decent stretch and they had Pritchard in, and the Warriors put Poole on Pritchard, and I like that because you're saying right, Pritchard he's a great shooter and he is a good player. I actually like him. But at the point, the Celtics were maybe struggling for a bit of offense and they're like, right, there's Poole, right, let's get the ball to Pritchard. And they did, but then they put him into pick and roll or or it was like he was taking like step back threes and like Pritchard's a shooter. So it's smart by the Warriors to put him on because it's like, well, we're going to put Poole on your shooter because like, good luck to you, Pritchard, if you're going to try and drive against us, you know, Looney, you're, you're too small and whatever, you're too small. So then it forces them to pick and roll him to try and get Pritchard open but then you're not playing you're not going against Poole you know what I mean so yeah. it was like it was, a, it was a great sort of answer was to just match them two up but, yeah. uh, but, but yeah. I, I saw the a stat during the game actually it was in the fourth quarter that they combined the Warriors bench so that's Grant Williams Peyton Pritchard and Derek White the Celtics were, bench sorry the Celtics bench combined were a minus 50 Fuck. Now obviously that's not how net rating works, but mm-hmm. you know they were like minus eighteen, minus fucking twelve, and minus yeah, twenty yeah, yeah. or something. You know, not not great, not like, ideal. No, and uh, yeah, it's strange because we were singing Derek White's praises after the Miami series and, and Grant after, Williams after the Buck series. Grant Williams had seven threes in oh, sorry. game seven after the, the Buck series. series. No, the, no, the Bucks, sorry, the Bucks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Game seven, Grant Williams had seven threes because they were leaving him open mm. and he barely saw the floor. And when he did, he was brutal. Yeah, he wasn't great. Just not his game. You know, it just wasn't his series. He he didn't. He never got going. Another young player. Yeah, true. But Pritchard just, he looked like he'd lost a lot of confidence. True, he yeah, yeah, shot, I was going to say, exactly to Dark White, yeah. Yeah, and those are the games where you, you need your bench. You can't fall, at least, if your bench is level to down, you know, five or six points, mm-hmm. you can't have your bench, your three bench players minus 50 overall. No. Like, it's brutal. But then again, it's like, it's fun, it's weird because, like, maybe it wasn't even just full bench rotation, but it was like, do you know when they brought Pritchard in or they brought Williams in? And it's like, they were, it was like Tatum would just give it up to one of them on the arc. And then it's like, wait for them to ISO something. And it's like, no, like, Pritchard's job is for you to, to, to create collapse the defense and then get him the ball in the corner. Or like, look at Horford. Horford started hitting some corner threes in the, in the third because he was getting to a spot. And it's like you don't want fucking hor- like whereas some it's like sometimes the, it's so frustrating like the two J's just attempt a half hearted drive dish out to one of their you know Horford uh, Grant Williams Pritchard Derek White just on the, on the arc and then they just look at them and it's like right you you beat someone now and then they'll you know they'll go over and maybe pick and then it's just a jacked up three and it's like yeah. that's not how you facilitate your your shooters 
you know what I mean? Like, look at the Warriors do. Well, the war the best thing about the Warriors is they'll get like Gary Payton will get this spot in the corner three, and then they'll they'll you know run their offense. The ball will get to him, but he won't even shoot it because Steph's coming off the fucking Steph's off. his own he's pick. Pa- he's set, passing yeah, the, like the screen. The difference between them, like you said about the talent gap. I know I'm getting away from talking about the bench here, but yeah, maybe like some sort of like a, a close close sort of uh, similar levels in talent but the Warriors are such a more cohesive unit like a team that knows their identity knows exactly what they do the Celtics know it defensively not on the other end the Warriors know it on both ends they are like yeah. a they are like a one mind sort of cohesive unit and it's just you can't fucking you can't overstate how good that is or how helpful that is yeah and in the NBA playoffs especially in the conference finals and the finals when it comes down to you know you need a basket the Warriors offense is just you've just got so much more trust in the Warriors offensively than you do the Celtics you mm-hmm. knew like if the Celtics needed a basket right say the game was tied with 30 seconds left what do you think type of shot they're getting they're getting a Jason Tatum back down like fade away ISO yeah 15 footer yeah whereas you trust the Warriors would maybe move the ball still because you know yeah. we see it every fucking year every week in the NBA when the games get tight it just give it to your best player and let him isolate mm. but that's never really a good offensive option unless you've got an elite unless you're quiet Leonard yeah do you know it, it really frustrates me the teams it doesn't only happen in the last possession it happens in the last four minutes of mm-hmm. games teams just start and the Celtics were guilty of this in the Miami series your full offense just breaks down it just stops the ball stops moving one on one milk the clock and it's like you're the getting Warriors bad shots huh? the Warriors don't no which is what I love about them yeah it's like why it's like uh, do you know the whole why do football teams just start lumping the ball up with a certain amount of minutes like you know five minutes left yeah. it's like fuck it abandon everything else we've ever practiced and just fuck it just hoof it as far as possible and it's like well, why didn't you do that the whole game you know yeah. like, what, like it's, it's got to come down to coaching too yeah. you know, I, I, I thought Ima Udoka had a brilliant rookie year coaching for enough, I mean, like his me, team yeah. got to the fucking finals game six of the finals but I didn't think he was great last night I thought some of his subs were weird in the in the run when the, Celt- the, the Celtics were up by 12 and then next thing you knew they were down 17 and his in the middle of that run, he had a lineup out there, and I remember texting in our group, being like, "What the fuck is Udoka doing here? We're in a we're giving up a fucking twenty point run, and you're running a lineup with I think it was no Tatum or Brown, or Tatum might have been on, but it was Tatum and four bench players, mm. or three bench players and Rob Williams. I was like, yeah, it was Tatum, White, Pritchard, Grant Williams, and Rob Williams. Yeah, in what." the early second quarter or the late first quarter like it's game six it's game you six that you don't out. have time for this no maybe that just points to how fucking knackered they all were yeah I, I understand because obviously Tatum was wrecked in game five and Smart was in foul trouble and stuff early but like Jesus you need you can't have that many bench players on at once and it was just, yeah. I just didn't like it yeah. I, I didn't think his substitutions were great last night no but in in, com- in comparison then I fucking loved Kerr's timeouts he is the I, he's yeah. one of the best for timing them like he does not let you get fucking any steam. Like you know, like some coaches like don't oh, play through it, fuck all that bullshit. Like no, stop the momentum. It's a real thing. Yeah, Kerr was quality. Like any time the Celtics got a sniff when the Warriors were up like twelve, fifteen. Do you know Celtics pulled it back? Do you know that we sort of ten minute period where they kept pulling it back to like eight points, ten points, twelve points, or whatever. He any time they got two baskets in a row, or whatever, just immediate timeout. Immediate yeah. timeout. And I have to, I have to admit that I, I don't think I criticize Steve Kerr. I just. A couple of podcasts to go get. <laughs> no, you said what did you? I say? Did, no, I just said I wasn't sure if he was what people made him out to be. Do you know if you swap other coaches in? You, with Steve you're Kerr, still you're still raging with the Fesses Azili. Uh, yeah, like right. Fesses Azili. That like there was no reason to have him in the game in 2016. <laughs> Ronan doesn't forget things. He, he holds grudges. But he, he he had a great series this this year. Great playoffs and yeah, fair enough. He 
fully deserves any like praise and accolades that go his way in terms of coaching. Yeah, what did you say uh, he's been part of? Like one as a player or coach, uh, 33, a third of the last 27 NBA championships. Yeah, as a player or like, coach. That is outstanding. Fucking mental. Fair play to him. And yeah, that's wild. He, he, made, he made some adjustments. You know, he, he started Otto Porter in games five and six. And at the time, or no, four, five and six. And at the time, I, I was like, why are you doing this? I, I don't understand the, the difference. But, I mean, the fucking won the games. So there's just a small thing you can point to. You know, it, it obviously worked. They won those games. Mm. Um, His rotations were a bit better. And small adjustments. Like, I heard people saying there was a big change in uh, their defense of Brown and Tatum. Yeah. They were saying, I saw, I noticed this as well once I started watching. After maybe game three, they were not letting Brown and Tatum drive right. No. Only left left only and then and it's it's ugly yeah you know that that's when Jalen Brown struggles and he starts kicking dribbling the ball off his feet and like I mentioned to you once before Jalen Brown has a really nice move where he goes right takes one or two dribbles and has like a step back dribble through the outside of his leg mm-hmm. his right leg to pull back for like a jump shot but if he's going left he doesn't have that so no. you're removing Jalen Brown one of his biggest weapons because you're only letting him go left yeah and it's, it's wee small things like that that really add up that's in the finals like when you're playing like the, that team that has that experience and are obviously so well drilled do you know for you uh, being there like moves and counter moves you need to like prep like do you know it's like the fact that they weren't hunting the mismatches over and over again the fact that uh, the Warriors were sending them like one direction like you need to be ready for that in terms of but that's something you do get over years like that takes fucking years to drill into you at the highest level like do you know I'm going to do this like, direct, like say I'm playing against Draymond Green right he knows next time I'm going to do this do you know that sort of stuff yeah, yeah. and that's just like the fucking minutia that just comes from do you know years of experience practice at the highest level and, and, and yeah, years of experience and, yeah. so, so don't get me wrong I think like do you know what it felt like to me I was watching it I just felt like felt like that sports movie where like the young team gets you know gets up against the big baddies who are like have no looks like they have no weaknesses and it's like how could you ever beat them and then they lose in the finals and then the rest of the movie is like them finding their identity and fucking getting a few new players in and you know banding mm-hmm. together go through the shit times come out the other end beat the baddies in the end so like I do see this Celtics team now it's the NBA who fucking knows what's going to happen in terms of trades contracts egos whatever but like that Celtics team has the ability obviously you've got the game six to win a championship but and then you start thinking about all the other teams and then you're like fuck who knows but you start you thinking know, about the Chris Middleton injury yeah and they're young enough though do you know in, in where they need to be and like do you know for example there's I don't know I think they have I think Jason Tatum can be the best player on an NBA championship winning team so do I but he does need not in the same way Steph Curry can be the best player no but I mean Curry's one of the best players like, ever so Tatum, Tatum's a 1A definitely yeah. I do think he's a 1A and I think Jalen Brown can be a 1B but I think I think I think sneaky maybe Jalen Brown needs to improve more than. No, no, it doesn't. I think the. I think he, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking dying on my hill. I think he needs to, he needs to change his game slightly. He needs the ball. He needs to dribble less. But then again, it, and it kind of sounds stupid because it's like fuck me, who hasn't said this for the last like four or five years? But they need that ball handling play. They just need someone who's creative. Yeah, don't they? A creative playmaking guard. They can play defense. They, they, they can, I mean, it's like who wouldn't everyone love to have that? Chris but, Paul. Yeah, Chris Paul. Too old now. Ricky Rubio. Rick, do you think do you think they're going to win the finals with Ricky Rubio with the one? Right, well, Ricky Rubio would have been better than Derek White. Yeah, but Ricky Rubio would have been they, playing they, instead of smart. No, he wouldn't. He'd be playing instead of, instead of Derek White off the bench. Oh well, you, yeah, you, okay, fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricky Rubio was decent for the Cavs this year before he got injured. Well, Drew Holiday would be pretty much the best. Well, no, 
because he's already not really defense. Do you know you want someone who you just want someone who you're comfortable when they have the ball. Yeah, you're not worried, and you th- and they can create. Do you know? I think Chris Paul is the best of the type of player we're it's thinking about. You might slag me for this, but like Goran Dragic, like no, he's not. No, well, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but like he fucked. Do you remember that uh, in the bubble? Like he, he like when he, yeah, he fucking, he's a different player now. But back then, yeah, someone yeah. who's silky can run pick and rolls. Can yeah, you don't know if he's going to take a step back or going to cut through the create a bit of chaos yeah I think the Celtics just they end up just falling into this slow speed they need yeah. speed like the, their, their transition was terrible maybe like Tyrese Maxey they're obviously not going to get him but you know that type of player like a yeah. like a, like break a six, 6 4 the Iron ball handler yeah like maybe someone who's 6 4 and then again then you lose the defensive side yeah. of things I don't know it's, it's tricky I've seen people arguing about this on Twitter for all week about how Marcus Smart isn't good enough to be the point guard to win a title mm. I think he is because I do think the Celtics could have won this yeah you know, yeah and I'm, I'd, like you'd have to not overreact yeah they, it, they'd make it to game six of the finals which is really fucking hard to do yeah, they went 1.4 to win the title like yeah. that is yeah that that is as close as you're going to come realistically speaking to winning a title so I don't think I don't think it's panic stations for the Celtics at all I think you got to rely on I think actually here's one Robert Williams improving might be the biggest thing to take the Celtics to the next level. Yeah, if Williams improving, seeing more of, this, more of the ball. Williams. Um, yeah, if I if I was the fucking coach of the Celtics and I was like, obviously knows so much more than he made. Okay, uh, Williams getting more on the ball. Do you know, he's he's learning. He's still going to get better. They're all going to improve. That's kind of the way it works. Um, well, apart from the older ones, I'll just you know. Although Al Horford seemed to improve. Uh, Horford but, was great. I mean, he's thirty six. Yeah, I know that's a thing. He's old, but like Williams getting on the ball more, add a few more. You know, add a few more sort of dimensions to your offense. Uh, defensively, they don't really need to do anything. I think they're you no, know, they've got they're, that. They're fine. Yeah. Um, and then I think if you can find that point guard who who adds a bit more playmaking, that enables Jalen Brown to fill that role of more of a off the ball movement shooter. Yeah. And then like not that he shouldn't drive. Not like I'm saying he should be playing take like fucking three dribbles. He should be driving attacking closeouts. Yes. A drive attacking closeouts. Drive in transition. What Wiggins uh, did this, yeah, this yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I just think if you get that point guard, it takes away the need for Jalen Brown to feel like he has to carry that 100%. side of the offense. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So then not not that he would be like the one C or the third best player, but he would be like, you know, it would be Tatum and then Jalen Brown and the point guard. Yeah. That's your, your your trifecta. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like offense. If, here's one. If you swapped Wiggins and Jalen Brown for this series, Wiggins would run into all the same problems Jalen Brown's running into. Yeah. They're, they're not ball handlers. No. They're not creators. No. Whereas Wiggins has... The, Wiggins is better because he's got Curry. And he can attack closeouts. Yeah. Do you know, the one-two dribbles when someone's coming out at, at you, mm-hmm. that's what he's good at. Yeah. They're, they're like, they are like a similar player in a lot of ways. Yeah. Do you know, uh, Brown's a better shooter. Yeah, but he's just being asked to do, and Wiggins better defender. But yeah. they're just being Brown's just being asked to do a lot. What's more. the height difference between them two? I think they're pretty similar. Both about Wiggins six, seven. maybe taller. Six seven, I'd say yeah. both okay. are maybe Wiggins maybe six six. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah. So I think like you know, not not time to to fucking abandon all hope for the Celtics and delighted for the Warriors. Yeah. yeah, it was a cracking year. It was a really um, good year. I've got a a stat in front of me here to touch on the Warriors. Only two teams have beat the Golden State Warriors in a playoff series in eight years. Fuck, that's crazy. Cavs and Raptors. Cavs and Raptors, yeah. And the Cavs was a uh, should never three, have won three that. Three one, yeah. And the Raptors was because injuries. Shocking. Like there's there's a world in which the Warriors have won eight titles in a row. <laughs> yeah. Now two of those years they didn't make the playoffs, but that's because of injuries. Yeah, I mean, and also league's worst record, right? Yeah, the the first year, then the second year they lost in the play end to the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm thinking that world in which 
uh, we were talking about this earlier again if Kevin Durant had someone else's brain like if he wasn't so soft and sensitive and he just knew that he could fuck it, like just stay at the Warriors for the rest of your career you can win every they could have won eight titles in a row oh 100% easily yeah and it shows you this is getting on to like a legacy debate it shows you that the Warriors didn't need Kevin Durant Kevin Durant needed the Warriors if you, take, if, you, I, if you look at Kevin Durant's career pretty unsuccessful outside of Golden State and then Golden yeah. State the Warriors go on to win the title without him when they replace him with Andrew Wiggins what do you think of that true I mean it's cement. I'm a big big KD fan so am I but, but I always thought Curry was better and I think this just cements the fact that yeah. Curry I think it's you know it's pretty undisputable Curry is the most misunderstood like superstar in terms of people I think if you don't like on the high horse I understand the game better than you do but like because of the things what you don't see that he does if you know what I mean like you, how do you quantify I know people try to but it's so hard to quantify creating space for other people whereas like KD I suppose he does in a way because he gets so many double teams and stuff but like you know like and you could go on about this forever but I just in my opinion and the way I see it is like if you can't the more you watch it the more and the more you understand what Curry does and how he actually the things that he affects the game, the ways he affects the game that aren't just him hitting these fucking threes, that, you know, highlight threes, you really understand why he is like, holy fuck, yeah, he, I don't know, misunderstood or under, still underappreciated totally. and underrated as 100%. a fucking, dude, I saw, I saw you know, a really, MVP, in, all that. I, re- I saw a really interesting comparison to Curry when people were talking about um, where he ranks all time, like play style, and I think he's the best point guard ever, but I think Curry's best comparison is actually Shaq, because they're two players who completely changed the game and completely change the way the match they're playing in is played. You know, if you have Shaq on the court, you know what the his team's going to do. If he gets the ball into the basket, you're fucked. It's over. If you have Curry on the court, if he has the ball in his hands, you're fucked. It, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter where he is. Yeah. You know, you, the other team's coach is going, oh shit, 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 shit. Like, what, they're both completely unstoppable. What's the best? Who's defended them the best? Matthew Delvedova in 2015. Honestly. And like, that's seven years ago. Yeah. You know. Honestly, he did a great job on him. Yeah. Ended up Curry didn't win Finals MVP that year when he still should have. But mm. uh, the Raptors, the Raptors, did okay. did, they boxed him on them, right? Yeah, they boxed him on. But like when you look at his stats, Curry averaged over thirty points like a, a game yeah, that series. That's what I mean. He, he, and he, if you look at the, the players he was playing with after, like Clay was there until what game five or something. Mm. It was kind of similar to the team that ended up not making the playoffs. Do you know it was Curry? Draymond Green and then like Quinn Cook would Lee was Damian Lee getting minutes Damian Lee probably was getting minutes like Looney. they're players who wouldn't even be in their top top 8 or 9 now yeah uh, and you know, oh, I, I, fuck what do you call him the, oh, the fellow oh. who had the stalker um, what Jordan Bell Jordan Bell Jordan Bell yeah, Jordan Bell was starting at the 5 and Looney Swaggy P like, or was he gone no Swaggy, Swaggy P was, was gone, gone but yeah. like that team was comparable to the, the teams LeBron James brought to the finals and got swept with. Yeah. No, it was it was bad. And and that's the thing, like you you have to understand that like when you're dropping thirty a game plus everything else, like when you're getting boxing one in like at that level. The NBA finals. In the NBA finals, like it's that's different. That's yeah. just different levels. That, that that doesn't happen. No. And I think the four rings the Warriors have won in the last eight years feels to me like the lower tier of what they could have done. What they could have done. Like twenty six, I actually actually understand people who say they only won in twenty fifteen because of injuries because the Cavs team in twenty fifteen might have been better. I can hold my hands up and say maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. But the Warriors team in twenty sixteen was better than the Cavs team and they should have won. They went one point fucking zero five to win it. 
Draymond suspension was a load of bollocks. Anyway, we can talk about that. Oh, fuck. But yeah, you know, four four is at least fair out of the eight. Yeah, but they honestly could easily have had six. A hundred percent. If a couple of balls break a different way, or the league doesn't suspend Draymond Green for no reason. And like it's it again. That's why it's funny about this year about how high we are. We were in the Celtics, and you know, I still don't regret that. And whatever made out all right in like, in the end, but like. If you're not a Warriors fan, if you're not a fan of them, like you, you can't fuck. It's, how, how could you hate them? The only thing I could see hating is Draymond Green. They're such a good team to root for. They play the game it's such an interesting and fun way to watch. They have really likable stars. Like they, you know. Yeah, the only people who seem to hate them are LeBron, LeBron. lovers. LeBron lovers, yeah. They hate them for obvious reasons because the Warriors whip them every time. Yeah. they play in the finals. Um, but yeah, so then I suppose uh, they kind of put a cap on it then in terms of the season. How um. How would you rank it overall, like in terms of you know betting wise as an NBA season? Yeah, well, firstly, it was nice to be back to normal. Mm-hmm. Get rid. Yeah, it was nice to be back rid. to the same schedule that we're used to. The NBA playoffs are supposed to finish in the first two weeks in June. I was saying this yesterday. The I remember I was in Donegal last summer when the Bucks were playing the Suns, and that was in the middle of July. So they've only finally started to get back to normal after the bubble, and it's good to be back. You know, starting around uh, Halloween, finishing now. That's what we're used to. Betting wise, yeah, I had a really good year. Uh, had winners on most improved winners on uh, MVP winners on did a big loss in defensive player of the year but winners on what other awards did I win on rookie of the year was big on Scotty Barnes but divisions first winners and divisions uh, winner playoff Akas were good winners on the uh, the Warriors outright I had Cavs really, to miss the playoffs and now the Cavs to miss the playoffs was my biggest win mm-hmm. but I was saying this earlier as well at new at new year like oh my god I was odds on to make life changing sums of money mm-hmm. and just got fucked by injuries oh, the Draymond 100%. Green defensive player of the year bet yeah, I like was that, on like fucking that, 17 to 1 I actually try, I actually think I've just like you just like laser things out of your mind so you yeah. don't think about it like I had a 100 120 to 1 travel on three awards winners that went into uh, oh like 2 to 1 or less 2 to 1 yeah. went into 2 to 1 from a, over 100s but the, the way like it's such a it's such a hard thing to cover. You can't cash out. You can't yeah. you, you literally not like the cash out was so low. Yeah, you know, and that I wasn't going to cash out. But then the, the alternative is to try and cover on individual ones and double. And you know, and I ended up making out in profit and, and happy enough. It was like a standard sort of standard amount, like uh, outright win. You know, in yeah. terms of total money, not won. not a winner you'd expect from one hundred and twenty to one. No, but like overall, the, like I I a good a great year. You know, I'm happy to not fucking how to get back to winning on the outright again after the first time losing on it. Like, yeah, then that Lakers, uh, well the bubble. Yeah, it's funny when you look back on it. Like we've been very successful betting on NBA outrights until mm. it got a bit funky with the fucking bubble, bubble. and the weird seasons and. Yeah, it, it was just nice to get back to normal. And yeah. it also showed me that, uh, like, here's one for you. The MVP was, Joel Embiid was odds on in April, early April, late March, yeah. before that straw poll came out. Do you know, so it shows you that you don't need to put your bets on really early. No, but I continue to do well. I will still do it. Because, well, first of all, yeah, what's better than just not having any money in January because you've already bet it all <laughs> by then, but like, every year. I, I'll continue to do it the way I've been doing it because, first of all, we've fucking made a profit on it every year for like six years or more. And second of all, because that gets you, that gives you the ability to, to do your cash outs. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it gives you the ability to hedge because if you just wait around, then yeah, you'll you maybe have a winner on a three or four shot in April. But like, I also was only able to fucking 
go so heavy on that three or four shot because I was already on the 15 yeah, shot on the other side do you know what I mean so yeah. we like, don't need to change strategy or anything but it just no, um, what I'm trying to maybe say maybe bet a bit less like I end up putting maybe. too much on too early but what I'm, like what I'm trying to say is there will be winners out there in March and April yeah. so maybe what I can learn from it is to keep some powder dry yes don't go balls to the wall I feel like I'm always skint in January the, har- the hardest part is fucking getting bets on like I had so many accounts limited this year betting on NBA that I'm going to have to fucking find a way to get on next yeah, year yeah there's another uh, any listeners who maybe I don't know if, why you would but if you don't gamble that much or you feel like uh, you know if you want to make some money DM yep. me I'll give you a couple hundred quid to let me use your account yeah absolutely uh, I'm not well. no 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 I, yeah, you have to it's called being a beard so if you want to be my beard uh, DM me <laughs> And I'll give this you two hundred quid to be my, to get my Love Island bets on for me. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> which you haven't started watching yet. I watched the first bit, and this is a problem. I've come in maybe what is it in like a weekend? Oh no, it's more than a week. It's nearly uh, two. It started Monday a week ago. Okay, yeah, I got like half an episode. Twelve days, maybe like twelve days in. I've watched half of the twelfth episode, and oh what? Yeah, like it was on. Started. Just, oh, no, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I just stuck it on, and because you don't know them. Yeah, I didn't like them, you but I'm like, really, I need yeah. to. You need like, to fuck just, me. Just, I have twelve hours to catch up on. Then when you're hung, are you drinking on Saturday? Yes. When you're hungover on Sunday, Love Island binge all day. It. Yeah, binge it because you'll get through it pretty quick before you know it, and True. you'll have caught up. And it's getting really spicy tonight. Okay. There's a really funny Italian guy in it who kind of got cheated on last night. Yeah, I seen that's yeah. the big David. Yeah, 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 yeah he is so great as yeah. well. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god, this is turning into yeah. different. No, but it, like, do you want him to be your beard? <laughs> Well, be, who, who else is my type in there? Mm, no, not I, Do you know who I really don't like? Luca. I he is, is he the Dublin one? No, no, no. Oh. No, that's... Uh, what's his name? Let's save this for... For, for when you catch up. Yeah, when yeah, I catch up. Okay. But just the... the, the go back. some to, really good memes about <laughs> the, the fella from Dublin. Did you see yesterday when Amber... Or he just went and fucking he went sat and just on the... stood there. Oh my God. It was so awkward. It was, was the like, fucking weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was a really good meme where it was like me standing in my parents' room at 2am telling them I've just vomited. And they're not playing on the bed. <laughs> Oh, oh so god but yeah we'll, we'll save that all for the for the love island podcast right, please catch up yeah i will i will i will um but yes to to finally summarize again on on the season next year another thing that um all the lessons that we've, we've talked about we learned but also something that i'm kind of worried about and i'm not looking forward to is how sharp they were to the awards this year when the award announcements started to come out yeah you know that was a wee bit whitey there was only two bookies that only certain book, the slow bookies their books open so might need to have those ready for them to be fair that was like I was it wasn't cheating but it was a bit free for before. But, but that's been free for like yeah a few years but here's one for you I have an idea of when that fucking straw poll is coming out for MVP do you know in case yeah. MVP is close Bantams. yeah in case MVP is close then have him on fucking uh, FI although then again like it was wrong do you know but that the, the, no, 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 it was the, wrong in like the Embiid in one was February. like February yeah but it, it was the, the April the latest one was March or April and yeah. it was the, the early late March the Jokic one yeah um, yeah but just a wee a wee quick preview then of next year there's two sets of odds out already yeah. which is do you have them up there no no I got, I got them here um, the NBA championship so have you looked at them at all yet I took a quick glance uh, on Twitter last night okay so favourites Warriors yeah. Sixes uh, second favourite Celtic 6.5 it's pretty standard the two teams it's too that, short yeah I, it's too short uh, like don't get me wrong I won't be like didn't bet on the outright this year until uh, April, April until the playoffs and I probably won't again unless something do you know yeah. the only time I've, I've been really early on the outright was the Warriors oh I backed the Cavs outright at 200 to 1 
this year. Oh yeah, fair, which was yeah, valuable. We we we're we're Cavs fans. Yeah, shaking for fucking Mobley next oh, year. Yeah, I yeah. I can't wait to watch the Cavs again. Player of the year. Mm, maybe yeah. The odds of that are, are not yet, but yeah. So uh, in order, you got Warriors, Celtics, Nets, Sevens. Oh, what a fucking horrible and bet! If you put your money on that, like I'll I'll give you better odds. You come deserve. To, you deserve. Come to McGarry bookies. I'll give you fucking. I'll give you ten odds. Yeah. Um. The that's Clippers at sevens, fucking bookies. The bookies no. that. Yeah, the bookies. That's too short. Yeah, it's too short. But uh, just any any listeners who are going to be listening next season, just remember that because that is the team we're probably going to end up talking about a lot next year. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, the Bucks at eight point five. Yeah, that's what I like them the most. Interested to see if they move anyone else around. Well, here's one for you. I had a dream the other day oh. that the Bucks replaced the Celtics in the finals, and Dream Ron was buzzing thinking they had more of a shot to win the finals from there mm-hmm. so I wanted to ask you if Chris Middleton hadn't got injured and the Bucks beat the Celtics do you think the Bucks would have beat the Warriors in the finals fuck I don't know I think they would have I I wouldn't say with certainty they would have beat yeah, them fair enough, I would say probability six wise, or seven either way I think the Bucks I think might have been favourites for me, anyway, I had the Celtics as favourites, but I think the Bucks would have been favourites too. Yeah, just with Giannis, like, but he's a different factor. Yeah. Like you're, he changes everything. Yeah, and they would run into the same troubles offensively apart from him. But I mean, he is their main offensive weapon. So like, do you know he does what he does? But but then that's the thing because he he is so much better. That's you know like what the Celtics. Like I said the Celtics didn't have the get into the paint, collapse the defense. Yep. He is. Mister, get into the paint. Yeah, he is. Yep. That's all he does. Get into the paint, collapse the defense, kick it out for your shooters. Who, who guards him? Who the fuck guards Janice for the Warriors? Draymond. No way. What? Who no else? Wiggins. No. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not, not oh, saying, sorry. I thought you were actually don't. asking me. So no, it's like, like Draymond Green would get fouled out in fucking oh two quarters. Yeah. Because yeah, look, like the the Celtics like the free throw rate. Obviously, the finals they call less and stuff. Like you know they always the Celtics do, shot plenty of free throws in the finals. No, yeah, they did actually. The Warriors shot, shot fuck off. The Celtics shot thirty in game five. It was like the third quarter, halfway through the third, and Curry went to the line. It was like Curry's first free throws yeah. of the game. I was like, he's never got calls. Like no, Curry no. never gets calls. Uh, but yeah, Giannis does. But I, I think that would have been. A much more it would have been a much closer final oh yeah you would have got a few more it wouldn't have all been double digit wins no and I could see I could see the Bucks beating the Warriors more times out of 100 than the Celtics was do. that another was every single game with double digit wins in the finals I'm almost certain yes yeah which is a bit grim yeah you know, I think like, it was like to see it around the wire but yeah no it's a good hypothetical like that Bucks team is, is I, like I do game. think they would have beat the Celtics if Middleton wasn't injured but so yeah. that's why I'm saying for this Talk, I think the Bucks are probably the best bet there. Yeah, they're 8.5s. Then next is the Suns at 10s. No. Nah, I think they missed their window. Yeah, me too. Um, then the Mavericks at 15s. No. Just sign Christian Wood. Game changer? Mm, I don't know. It's so early to say. Uh, the only thing that jumps off to me is the Bucks because Giannis is just so reliable. Yeah, yeah, that's a good... Like, you know, the Nuggets at 15s. Nah, nah, not bad. Injuries. But with the boys back, the injuries are too Although Michael Porter Jr. literally has a fucking half a back. So yeah, yeah okay. But anyone else after that isn't going to win it. So yeah, what's the Cavs? <laughs> Sorry, they're not on the first page. Um, Nuggets, Lakers, Grizzlies, Heat, Sixers are all fifteens. Then it takes a big jump up to the Pelicans. No, on back. No, that is one to consider. Is that value? What's the price? Forty ones. Uh why are they? Oh, no, that's whitey. They're the value pick if they're. Do you know, I, they were be better. At the 80s, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, they could have beat the Suns in round one. Oh, 100%. With, yeah. And like, that was without Zion. Would you, if I had, if you had to put money on the other, the other team that are 41s, the Utah Jazz, I hope oh, they're going to fucking blow it up. I'd rather be on the Pelicans. Yeah. 
then we jump up to the Bulls at 50 runs. No, no way. Like, they are such a regular team. Fucking I, I, regular season team. There's a team you're about to mention who I thought was value when I saw the odds. Uh, the Timberwolves at 50 runs? No. The Raptors at 50 runs? Yeah. You think they're value? I, I think the Raptors would be better than the Bulls next year. you got Scotty Barnes coming in the second year. Yeah, but the Bulls are there's already talk about trading uh Zach Levine. I would I would I wouldn't be back in the I know you're not saying you're gonna be back in the Raptors, but yeah, no, I'd no. I'm always just I'm just high in the Raptors. Yeah, the Hawks at eighty one the Hawks being at eighty one and the Cavs being at hundreds. Oh, well remember the Hawks beat the Cavs in the, the play in, but that's because the Cavs were all injured and oh, I, yeah. what's the Cavs? Hundreds? Hundreds. Oh god, yes. Can I leave it Give on? me that. Yeah, hundred yeah. okay. percent. Time for Evan Mobley to step up. Yeah, we'll be on them for the division again. Oh yep. god, but will we? Well, what's the the Bucks are sixes outright, and the Cavs are hundreds. Who's in between them in that five. division? The Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls are fifty-one. That you'll get you'll get twenty to one for the Cavs to win their division. I wish you could do like nah. You, actually, some bookies do offer like uh, uh, we I fucked this word up before forecast. Do you know first, second, third sort of thing in your division? Yeah, I've seen do that. that. Yeah, it very oh, live score bet. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah. good markets. So limited. Yeah. yeah, but then everyone else is fucked. Love the Cavs for next year. Yeah, um, that's an early pick. It back. And then the other one is the next year's MVP. Now, this bet is very straightforward if a certain person comes into the season in shape. Kawhi? No. <laughs> the favourite? <laughs> no, uh, Luka Doncic? Yeah. yeah. Like, if Luka comes into the, the season in... Sorry, uh, I was thinking, same, right, Kawhi doesn't play. He plays about 20 games yeah, a season. No, for MVP, if Luka comes into the season in the same shape he finished the season in, I think he could easily win MVP. Easily. Everyone wants to give it to him. Yep. All they have to do is come top three in the West. and or maybe even top four. Sure, Jokic won it this year? Come yeah. on, fucking sick. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing. Like Jokic with a better team around him, he's going to put the same numbers up again. Well, that's true. What's like, the Jokic price for three in a row? Nine. Like, he... he, he I got him... I've won on him two years in a row now. Yeah. First year, I got him at 20s. I was on him 20... Sorry, 21s. That's the highest thought I was on I'm him. I'm going to say something really, really interesting. Voter fatigue. Will it finally exist? The, the, well, no, it does exist. That, that's how good he is, though. He is a big European white guy, right? Who and he's who the voters don't want to vote for. Like they don't want to vote for him, but he's that much better than everyone in the regular season. Like his numbers are that much better that he's won it twice in a row. Yeah. So once he gets the man back, like because you see, although then you start to argue, well, then does he get the arguments? Well, he's got Jamal Murray, but like neither of them are all stars, right? Uh, well, Michael Porter Jr.'s not an all-star. No, no. Uh, has Murray, Murray, I think Murray's Murray got, Murray got it once, yeah. But, yeah, so. but, I mean, their biggest impact on his argument will be wins. Hmm. You know, could you see the Nuggets, if those two are healthy, finishing top three in the West? Yeah. You could argue. Well, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I think Warriors... Depending on injuries. And Suns are probably still going to be good next year, you yeah. know, just for regular, in I mean, regular season. Terms. Regular season, they won. Do you know? But then you've got the Grizzlies are going to get better. Um, the West is, is, like, funny as we were so high on the East this year, but the West seems like it's poised for a bit of a Yeah, they've got some good young teams. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Grizzlies making a leap, the, Ma- uh, the, Mavs, the Mavs making a leap, the Nuggets getting boys back from injury, the Timberwolves getting better. The Suns are probably still going to be good. decent. Yeah, so... I'll run a quick run through the MVP odds. So this is the only thing the bookies kind of know because the tied for favourites is at sixes is Doncic and Bede. Don't think Embiid should be the favourite. No, he no. people want to vote for him. No way. But he doesn't. No, he just doesn't have enough. I would much rather be on Luca than Embiid. Hundred percent. Giannis at eights. Yeah, I think that's decent. Um, a full season. You're you're banking on a full season of health. Mm-hmm. I could see the box top in the East. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'll get at nines. 
also probably quite probably a good event. Probably a good event, yeah, thinking yeah. that myself. I'd rather be on all of them than Embiid. Than Embiid. Uh, KD at 11th. No way. Nope. No hope. Absolutely Don't want to talk no about hope. it. Uh, Curry at 13th. Um, With his team healthy now. And the young guys probably uh, making a leap. Yeah. Here, fucking think about that, it's though. Bad. We, Curry got a mention in last year, pre-season, because we were like, you know, with a, with, but they were due to have people back, and then it kind of went sideways a bit, and then he got injured with the broken yeah. hand. Well, Curry went favourite. Yeah. Do you not remember? Yeah. Yeah. We backed Curry early doors, yeah. and Curry went, uh, like, just over evens. Curry at 13. Curry was, was MVP favourite until near Christmas. And the way, like, the way they play... If he doesn't actually get an injury, he he'll play. You know, no, he play thirty two minutes he, a game. Yeah, and no he play problem. every fucking game. Do you yeah, know what I mean? With with a full season of clay, Draymond Green missed most of the season. Mm-hmm. Do you know? And yeah. Kaminga, Moody, Wiseman's coming back for the summer league. Yeah. But yeah, here's another one for you. Imagine they drafted Lamelo Ball instead of Wiseman. Ah, oh, fuck. There's another player you can add into that team. Like that would be kind of like like a a playmaking pool. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Bigger, way bigger, yeah, way better, yeah, better. He's an all star, like, oh, yeah, right. No, like, can you imagine? Like, younger Wiseman hasn't done anything yet, nice and fuck all. Anything yeah. he has done has been negative. I kind of hope, I kind of hope he turns out to be as good as they thought he would be because you know, it's to get him, it up our mate Paddy, yeah, get it, get it up your Paddy. But it would give the Warriors, do you know, that like they're transitioning between two eras, mm-hmm. but it's going to be Steph on the way and Clay Andre on the way down, and then Wiseman, Moody, Kaminga, Wiggins all on the way up, yeah, like. Yeah, they could. I don't see why the Warriors. But Steph's another, such a key. Another two that, title. Like, oh yeah, he, he is. The key. He is it. But uh, but yeah, I'm. Do you know what? That's actually. This is all live. You know, I haven't actually checked these out, but that's jumping out to me. Um, yeah. So far for me. Yeah, Curry and Jokic are jumping out. Curry and Jokic. Tatum yeah. and Morant are both thirteenth. Mm, no, no, no hope. No. Um, Morant? Nah, he should be. I wouldn't bet him at 13. Uh, then I, I just don't care about any of the rest. Devin Booker's 21s, he's not going to win it. No. LeBron's 21s, he's not going to win it. Kawhi's 26s, he's not going to play enough games. No, that's horrendous. Also. Trey Young's 29s. The what? Hawks are going to finish. And the bubble on like the playing. Yeah, and he like I'm sorry, I just don't think he's ever going to win MVP. No. He's just he's he's not a good enough defender. You know. Nope. He's not. He's never going to win it. Then uh, Carl Anthony Towns 41s. What? I suppose you're getting to the. Like the teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, but now. then Jimmy Butler, 51s. Zion, 51s. Could Ooh. Zion win MVP? Tell you what. If you're. Think about it this way. After the trade, the Pelicans were decent. Mm-hmm. They could have beat the Suns in round one, and that was all without. Without him? Without a top 10 player in the NBA when he's on the court. 100%. Zion? I, yeah, so? and I think people are sleeping on it because he's been out and he's fat. Is Zion top 10 when, he's, when he was playing? Who's your top 10? Oh Jesus! Hold on, right, really quick off the top of my head. Yeah, Janis. I said Janis. Janis, Jokic, Curry, Embiid, LeBron. I don't need to change my mic hand. That's five. Yeah. Uh, Luca. This isn't in order. Okay. Luca, uh, Kawhi. Yeah. Um. Jason Tatum. Tatum. KD. KD. And oh, you know you're missing Booker, Morant. Morant. Yeah. Uh, no. Then you're then you're no, missing. I don't think. Have you said Embiid? Yeah. Okay. I don't think Morant is better than than Zion. There's there's a bit of a take because everyone was saying this season. Oh, Morant should have went first. Zion's been injured for a year. He hasn't fucking seen the court. Big when, fatso. When he was playing, I think Zion was a top ten player. He was outstanding. I like just if he comes back, if he gets a full season under under his belt, his very large belt. Yeah. Like, just saying. Keep a fucking eye yeah. out. Well, here, read, read me the top 10 MVP lister, and we'll see if where is that, should Zion be in the top 10. Okay. Uh, Doncic. 
Better than Zion. Embiid. Better. Giannis. Better. Jokic. Better. KD. Better. Curry. Better. Tatum. Yeah. Jamarant. No. Devin Booker. Mm, no. 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 Zion's better. That's nine. That's seven. That's he, yeah, Zion would be eight in that list if we're taking those two out. Keep going. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. LeBron. Better than Zion. Kawhi. Better. Trey Young. Zion's better. So there you go. Zion's the 10th best player in the NBA. Yeah, I'm looking down to see like who I actually would think would should be higher, like is a better player than them. Like, but you know, so Butler. But it, on, on that point, we think, oh, what's the Pelicans outright odds? 81s? No, 41s. Oh, no, I wanted them at 80. Oh, 40s is a bit low. But yeah. yeah, do you know what? Zion MVP could be, if you're, if you're looking for an outsider, I think from those odds we've looked at so far, I think... Curry and Jokic would be value bets. Yeah. Maybe Giannis, but Zion, in terms of an outsider, yeah, fuck it, why not? Mm. No odds as of yet, but uh, sneaky, we'll, we'll, we'll do this quickly. Um, early shout for Defensive Player of the Year next year? It's hard to know. Oh, I don't want to give away my alpha. Okay. And I've, I've, I've already given it away, but I don't want to give it away. Okay, keep quiet on that one. Yeah. Um, most improved? It's really hard to... Nah, too hard to say. Too hard to say. Yeah. yeah Rookie nah. of the Year... Oh, we should touch on the the draft oh, really the draft, quick. Yeah. Really, really quick. You've um, seen some interesting stuff about Chet and his his uh, PR team and his medicals. Did you see this? No. So apparently he, he like hasn't sent medical information to like teams. Really? And, like his they're thinking all this talk about like how he's the clear number one. Obviously he's the pl- player wise he, he is obviously a shout for number one. Um, but I read that you know it's almost like apparently he's got this PR team just pushing to try and get him, like to get him in get a contract whatever because he has like some sort of medical potential medical issues now is, is that weird. smoke to try and get the magic not to take him first yeah maybe who knows yeah. it, this time of year there's always true who can say yeah <laughs> this time of year there's always <laughs> fucking some mad reports coming out but I actually like Chet to go first yes you mentioned this the other day to me but the odds were like 4.33 and now I'm looking at the odds here he's down to like 2.25 yeah sure these are on because the magic love big the magic, fucking yeah they just players. they just draft tall uh, three point shooters mm-hmm. and but I mean from what I've seen pretty basic but I haven't watched a whole lot of them I love all the top three I actually love all the top four I like Jaden Ivey too yeah. I think he could be a Jamarant type of player I um, need to do my, my dive in and sort of have a look at everyone like love, yeah. you know basically just end up watching the highlight packages but so but it depends on where, where players go for rookie of the year so I think if I had the number one pick I think I would draft Chet I think Chet could be a three point shooting semi ball handling Rudy Gobert in terms of his like defensive instincts and stuff, yeah. Um, now, if you think of, if you look at Wem Banyama for next year, fuck, he's gonna be an even better version of yeah, that. Yeah, like put it out there. That's look him up. Yeah, Victor Wem Banyama, seven foot three, plays like he's like six foot seven. He is so tall. Yeah, and he has a great name. He yeah, he's got a great name. He is gonna like I say that Chet is gonna be like a really good bird. Wem Banyama is gonna be better on D than really good bird. Plus, he can handle the ball and play offense. So that leave that for next year, but. I would take Chad first, but Jabari Smith is so good. Dude. Yeah, like a six foot seven Ray Allen is what they call him. <laughs> yeah, like that's he's, pretty. He's, he's really tall. He's really good at shooting. Don't really want much he, more than that. But then he's got the you know the he needs to improve his ball. Ball handling, handling is, is his worry. Right, I've heard but that. Chad has a more obvious sort of like NBA long term skill set where he's like seven foot two. But he can you know he's gonna protect the rim. But he he's can a shoot. Bit, of a, bit of a twig. I don't think that matters as much when you're that tall. No, like really good. Where's a twig? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's complete. And in the NBA, you always end up. Yeah, they, if you're that tall with that, they get you special juice. If people try, yeah, if people try and throw you out of the way, your arm's not gonna, your arm doesn't get any shorter. Do you know, really good bird. People try and back, like 
busting yeah, through and it, still blocks them. It gets to the point where when you when you get your feet moving and you you become like a credible defender, it doesn't you don't even need to actually do the defense. It's the threat of you being there. Yeah, is enough to which make, he's got. He's just so which is tall, what so long, and yeah, that's how I would take. But um, and then Paulo Banchero, Banchero, I think he's he's going to be great too. I love tall ball handlers. Mm-hmm. They're I always enjoy having them on teams. Do you know and. I was listening to a podcast saying like could he play a small ball five in the NBA and yeah why not you know a ball handling six foot nine centre if he, if he is playing five but he is he's more of a he's a point forward yeah and then Jaden Ivey early days for rookie of the year I would say Chet doesn't I wouldn't he's one of those players where like you know like a kind of like a Mobley He's gonna be a long term outstanding player, but maybe not put up rookie of the yeah, year. Yeah, but stats. same thing we were betting on we'll leave him rookie of the year. Yeah, and fair enough. But I think Chet more so maybe won't put up the stats in his rookie year. The, yeah. the win and then the you award. have to think about the team. Like yeah, where, it depends the where they go. Yeah. It depends where they go. But it's too early to say until they get drafted. But yeah. for rookie of the year, it I don't see it being anyone outside of the top four. When is the draft? Uh, it's next week. Next week. Days. Okay, Five yeah. days. Or no, so. Looking forward to that actually. Next draft, Thursday, next I think it is. Yeah. Um let's touch on the golf. Yes, so well, yeah, that's, that's significant though. That's the wrap up. The oh, yeah, that's the end of the NBA, NBA season, season, which and is always a sad time. Podcast number twelve, I think this is thirteen, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if it was weekly, it'd probably be like eighteen, but yeah. sure, we'll say nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll for all those meta listener actually on Saturday who had yeah. a had yeah it was uh, like a lot of great things. So it was it was great to hear some positive feedback. But he did say he sort of his brain switched off when we talked about the golf when we got onto the live golf, and I was like, no, we got we got so passionate about that, like yeah. yeah. We're going oh, so, Yeah, if you don't like it, fucking switch it off then. Yeah, yeah. Take what, take what you want Look, from this. Take what you want, and then Leave move, the rest. On, move on. Is that what Bruce Lee said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, fair play, well done. I'm Avid a, podcast listener, Bruce Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, look! Look who's on the screen. Oh fuck Damn me! Lord there she is. The, the big girl herself. <laughs> the big girl. Look, Ian. nothing better than switching on uh, one of the four majors of the year when your 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 fucking entire livelihood is under threat. Uh, oh, Roy McIlroy's out in the course or fucking whoever. Let's go watch him. No, what are we watching? We're watching Dame Laura Davies. Show you how to hit. Show you how to hit. Fucking chip shot. Ten yard chips oh, in the rough. My God! Look at look at her shoes. I think I had a look at her. Shoes. I think I had a tweet about this. I I think I said this exact thing. Like the fucking leaders are on the course and we're watching Dame Laura Davies teach us how to hit long irons now she's teaching us how to hit chip shots with what looks like yeah she's teaching us how to hit oh she's talking about cack handed chipping oh fuck me I yeah. don't know ah yeah. fuck I just give me strength don't yeah yeah but anyway the golf who have you backed well as always I've kind of backed everyone but I have a very specific <laughs> that way you can't lose yeah how am I ever going to lose you always come out on top Um. yeah so in order of sort of you know biggest win to lowest with people that actually probably like I, I like some outside shots I always like having a wee um, former, na- former name for the podcast yes shout out uh, McElroy biggest on McElroy again got him at 14 right yeah we got yeah got him at 14 he's currently 5.7 so that's looking good can actually cash out for profit but I don't do that um, Matthew Fitzpatrick who's he's second favourite right Lord now Davies was obviously demonstrating he's kept, uh, chips cack handed very weird but yeah, so Matthew Fat Matthew Fitz is my second biggest win. You nearly said Matthew Fats Patrick because you were looking Fats at Laura Davies. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, Max Homa. Actually, sorry, I'm on to win more for Max Homa because these are like the outside boys, uh, Shane Lowry. And then, sorry, maybe I should ask you who have you not backed? Uh, okay, that's a better way to ask me. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be here for a while. Uh, I haven't. I'm only joking. No, no, no. You're, no, it's probably a better way to look at it. If John Ram wins, I'm fucked. But I don't trust him at the minute. Sam Burton, Sam Burns wins and fucked. Morikawa, Hovland. 
and then I don't really see anyone else winning, but uh, like they're the kind of biggest losses at the minute. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy enough with that. John Ram hasn't threatened. He was one under, but didn't play well yesterday. So that's I don't know if that's good or bad for him. Mm, yeah, he, he just was seems really to be... frustrated with himself. He was he was missing a lot of shots right. Like, yeah, you know, he leaving the face open a bit, and the, like, and, and I think yeah. So if you look at it, about it, if you look at it, like Ram for me anyway, Ram, I, I like second favorite. I just look at the minute. I don't see it for him for based on his, his kind of run of form. Uh, Morikawa has literally cannot hit the shot shape he wants to hit, no. so not too worried about that at the minute. Can Matt Fitzpatrick win wearing Skechers and Castore? That's a great question because I wouldn't want them He's to. Just bombed one down the middle. I heard uh, Tron Carter from No Line Up. He followed Fitzpatrick's group yesterday, saying he was out driving DJ. He's a fucking animal. He's, he's I, got. He's got longer. Lord, if he says he doesn't have speed, he did. He was shorter. He yeah. I think he's he's, he's gained some speed. Yeah. The the fucking thing popped up on the screen and said he had like a hundred eighty three mile an hour ball speed. Yeah. And it was like he doesn't have speed. I was like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking yeah, about. But yeah, yeah. not the belabor at that point. But uh, yeah. So basically, Ram, uh, Morikawa, Hovland, and, and uh, Sam Burns. I do like Sam Burns, and I actually had considered him for this tournament, but just didn't back him in the end. But okay, I mine's a bit easier. I just backed Rory and the Big Z. Mm, big Z, I'm on, well, I'm on him too. Uh, but yeah, do and a wee bit in Hovland and Justin Thomas. Big, but not big much. fan of of Zalatoris. Oh yeah, like a top five, top ten machine in the majors. Oh great, yeah, yeah. Um, like Ricky that one year. I see. Yeah, I seen a really good stat. It was like a, a graph plotted on players performance like the, their strokes gained performance versus their strokes gained in a major so the higher you were up on the chart showed you how you well how well you overperformed in the majors is that the big z was fucking way up there yeah who was who was grim ram um, right ram was a wee bit below uh rory and tiger were tiger was on the line yeah rory was above the line so rory plays well in majors historically the big z plays very well and who was really far oh uh patrick cantley was really far below mm. just doesn't show up yeah. brooks was high on yeah, of course above the line but yeah, lives for them. Yeah, so yeah, keep an eye on the golf over the weekend. Um, Rory is in the like fucking four to one now to win it, which is nice for Rory backers. But yeah, and then after well after this, we've only got the the open left, right? The open, in, and I will be on holiday, so I will miss it. Sadly, yeah, everyone's so going to be on a cruise. I will spend some of his lovely spend uh, some of my winnings in the Greek islands. Lovely winnings, but uh, yeah. So apart from that, probably uh, what my guess is for the off season will be we'll jump in maybe. Uh, maybe a quick open preview depending on you know yeah. when and where you'll obviously be a bit before because you'll be away and if you watch Love Island we'll if do I do Island. if I get around to watching Love Island hungover on Sunday we'll do we'll see if there's any odds that you're liking at the minute for that that from memory that switches a lot because of the way the actual oh, program yeah. works Fuck. with you know if you, if you make money on it fair play to you <laughs> yeah uh, and yeah anything else in the off season but by, barring that we'll probably be off for most of summer and stuff and the yeah probably take a couple of weeks off yeah podcasting's yeah. been a slog been really hard all these every week <laughs> yeah it's tough yeah and yeah hopefully have uh some sort of better setup anyway and we'll uh, we'll work on our you know we'll work on our game the same way jason Taylor yeah. needs to work on his game we'll get in the lab get the reps in you know take take a look at the uh the tape well we'll call this an end of series one. Oh yeah I would, yeah i would say this is 100 percent end of series, oh, yeah, one. series one yeah so well hopefully it's not one of those ones where they're like in the future like I stopped listening to series 2 because it yeah. just got a bit shit we need 6 seasons in a movie <laughs> always yeah, always but well yeah. done to you hmm? on your first series yeah well, well, done. well done to you thank yeah. you and congratulations on a, a successful first year big misses obviously big swinging misses would be Celtics and Draymond Green probably the ones that I'll, I'll rue yeah. at the end of the year but everything else ended up pretty pretty alright so happy enough to come out of the season properly yeah happy enough move on to next season hopefully get people more on board with our bets early yeah, that, that, actually the thing I'm looking forward to most is 
all the listeners signing in with us for the year. Yeah, being being having having the crew coming together with you, and because even then, speaking to people that do listen and all, and, and listening to them being like, "Oh yeah, I'm on this, on this and all that," and you're like, yeah. "Fuck, people actually do bad on the things you tell them to." Because yeah. it's been a while. So. There's a story we'll tell actually just before we go about uh, a fella in our dad's work oh, who um, was back in the Celtics. Yeah, and if I remember the story rightly, he was obviously doesn't watch basketball, but he was listening to the podcast and um, and and, and uh, he's an avid listener by mm-hmm. all accounts. Listens to the podcast, back to Celtics, and ended up buying like NBA two K. Yeah, so he got he got Xbox. the he got the game for actually. He goes, I don't even know how the fucking sport works, but I just press all the buttons. It's good crack. That's like, amazing. This like, is the Celtics. That's yeah. amazing. Also, yeah. shout out to Robert at Blue Build, uh, yeah. a friend of the pod. Yeah, listens to every episode. Hasn't a clue about basketball, but listens to every single episode. Oh, I completely love it. Do you know, love the passion. Yeah, uh, and hopefully listening. we can get him involved next year. And yeah, get him in. Get a guest episode. Yeah, I know. Maybe that's something to look forward to as well. We'll. Uh, Watch around. this space. Yo, if anyone, because something I know we've spoke about getting more into is the NFL. Yeah. Potentially, because we've never been, you know, pay attention to it, but it's never been something we've been into. There's so many awards to bet on to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know a lot of people I, you know, know are big fans of it. So, and to be fair, it's actually good crack to watch and, you know, especially uh, when it comes to their yeah. sort of championship. But yeah, so um, watch this space in terms of that as well. So maybe we'll get some some specialists on on the mm-hmm. subject yeah very yeah, good something to look forward to but anyway uh, yeah enjoy your summer everyone and we'll see you next year yeah we'll see you next year